Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Pozdravo Jenny in Dobodrosli, Nazaj Vidrugi, Episodi, Pakasta, Mavs Outsiders, Jasam Vez, Ovaz, Kostitos, Michael Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. Uh, joined as always by my co host, Reese Williams, at Minder Reese on Twitter and Instagram. How you feeling, Reese? Seen better days, but you know, I'm uh, hanging in there. Here to get to work. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that was. What, what I that? don't even know what language that was, but um, yeah. Uh, it was Slovenian. Uh, so I, I mean, I I figured, but I wasn't sure. I'm sure I butchered every single word. Um, maybe not podcaster. I think I got that one. That was. I just hope you don't offend anybody. <laughs> no comment. I'm trying to be more inclusive on the podcast. So voila for acknowledging uh, you know, the 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 fact that I, I made an effort there. Um yes, another episode. And uh it is still the off season, in case y'all weren't aware. Uh thank y'all who are still listening. I, I do appreciate you. Um, I know it's not exactly the most exciting time of year so we we try to do our part to try to make it at least a little bit fun you know try to try to keep y'all entertained if we you will do like say what we do what we can yeah yeah it, it, i mean <laughs> we can only give work with what the material gives us so um i don't really have a ton to say uh this was my my first week back at work after the vacation i thought you know i'm gonna relax you know i'm gonna come back hit the ground running and no, uh, it was, you know, I got back the first day and my, my co-worker I thought was going to do something to so I could come back and hit the ground running like the week before. I, I got my part done early so that she could just do her part and then I'd be ready to roll when the week came around. But she did not finish everything. So I had to finish it on Monday and get a bunch of approvals by, by Wednesday morning. I didn't even get the approvals. I just had to do the presentation with uh, and hope that the government didn't get mad at me for anything i said so that was fun um and by friday though i did feel like i got into a groove again but man this this work shit is for the birds like i've been thinking about hitting a lick um see what i got to do to 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 get out of this nine to five situation well if you come across anything make sure to let me know all right and we'll just pretend that none of this happened on the podcast like i'll delete if this episode disappears you know why just but, make this segment disappear. That's all you got to do. <laughs> if the podcast appears edited at any point in the future, and maybe I'm podcasting full time, all of a sudden, <laughs> just know it might have went down. Uh, now you see me. Now you don't. Anyway, um, <clears throat> moving ahead, we can get to the basketball stuff. Cause like I said, I don't have a bunch of shit to say. Um, psh, psh, psh. First thing that happened this week, and it feels like there's always news that drops on Monday for some reason. You know, I spend the whole weekend trying to figure out what we got to talk about, and then Monday something happens. So on Monday, they announced that there is going to be an investigation into the Jalen Brunson acquisition by the New York Knicks. 
I have not seen any additional reports on that since. So I'm guessing that investigation is going down quietly. Uh, I haven't seen anything either. Um, but I, I, I did see that initial report. Um, I mean, that's fine. Uh, I, I will say that I heard through the grapevine. I don't have any sources, but I listened to a podcast, the Through the Wire podcast, and they were at um, they were at Summer League. Yeah. Either at Summer League or the Combine. I think it might have been both, actually. They were at Summer League. I know they were at Summer League for sure. Yeah, they were at Summer League, and um, one of them overheard something where they heard some NBA guys talking, and they said the NBA doesn't really – care about tampering unless someone complains about it. They don't look into it unless one of the parties complains about it. Um, I'm assuming the Mavs might have complained about it. I mean, wasn't Cuban like making statements before? I think he might have. But like, I feel like after it was a done deal, there was another one he mentioned where he didn't care. I don't know. All I know is... um, I'm not completely sure what can come of this. I don't think we get any compensation. I, I think they just get fined. So fine or like they lose a draft pick or something. Yeah. We don't get the draft pick. We don't get any kind of compensation. So whether they face punishment doesn't really matter to me. I mean, you find them what? A couple dozen thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. I mean, these are millionaires and billionaires we're talking about. They they're not gonna feel that and they're still gonna have Jalen Brunson. So I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll talk more about the investigation when more news comes out, but it is what it is. Yeah, like the impact on the Dallas Mavericks is minimal, but for those that that are upset by how it all went down, uh, you know, they might get some, they might be able to say, see, we told you it was dirty type stuff, but. He was going to be gone whether they tampered or not. So that's what I'm saying. Like they could have done it all above the board and he was gone, like whatever. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about that. Luka Doncic has been a hot topic this summer. The photos coming out, everybody saying, oh, he's fat in the offseason, blah, blah, blah. But then this past week, all of a sudden, some photos came out, and they was talking about Slim Luka. They said, look at the... Say what? Slim Shady. They said, look at the skinny Luka. Luka really been putting in that work. It was a whole report, actually. Now, let me pull it up. Uh, Kurt Henderson from Mavs Moneyball posted a link from an article or a story um, that he found. Uh, Luka Doncic is committed to his conditioning per the Slovenian national team strength coach. Shortly after the end of the season, he contacted me and said that he wanted to start conditioning immediately. Boy, thank you, Josh Green. Maybe Josh Green inspired him. He said, man, if the young buck can do it, I can do it. <laughs> uh, so allegedly, he, he got in contact with the team. It was like, hey, let's, let's get into a conditioning program right away. Um, you know, and again, the Slim Luca photos came out. I made a joke that Luca got some Photoshop skills and just been dropping random photos. Some make them look fat. Some make them look skinny just to see. Just if to he, keep us on our toes. Basically, just to never let them know your next move. So when he show up on the court, they ain't going to be able to tell what size he is. He's going to be diesel or something. Like, he's going to look very different than these photos. I can't imagine 
Nah, I just, I just, I just can't remember. <laughs> Swole Luca, you not, you not ready for Swole Luca? Like Brock Lesnar at point guard. <laughs> I'm mad because like he could actually look like that potentially. Yeah. That, 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 all right. Anyway, um, boy, already losing his hair. Sure. Oh man, that's disrespectful. Like my man. Hey, y'all talk all that shit about Trey Young. That shit fucking went right to Luca. Y'all need to watch your mouth sometimes when y'all talk about people. Yeah, that's true. Karma, karma does does come back around. Um, I, like I said, I I don't care about. I mean, I care, but I don't care if that makes sense. Uh, as long as he's still hooping, it is what it is. I don't know um, what kind of shape he in. As as long as he's can, can bounce the ball. And, and throw passes and shoot and talk shit to the audience. I, I he can look like whatever he want to fucking look like. I watch Shaq give motherfuckers buckets on a cheeseburger and a shake diet. It doesn't matter. I get as long as he on the court, I don't care. That's that's the way it comes down to for me. Like I, I'm of course I'm glad to see if he is you know committed to the conditioning program, but. Um, you know, if he wasn't, he wanted to relax a little bit, then you know what? Relax, goddammit. You've been carrying his team for a couple years now. Like, I, I can't demand more of you. You do. I will say, though, while I do not care, if he wants to let himself go a little bit, whatever, you know, as long as he's still hooping, like I said. But I just want to make it clear. I do not care. But for the sake of comedy, oh, man. if you see me post a Homelander A-Train meme on the timeline, for Luca, I don't mean any kind of harm. I'm just doing it because the timing is perfect. He should have never. What did he say to to him when he was coming on stage? He said, "I can see your girdle, you fat fuck. Get off stage." Why they should have killed him anyway? Um, let me let me let me find it. Oh, I gotta find it. Keep talking. They should <laughs> they should have depowered that man. I'm so pissed. They should have did something to that man. I I just wanted him depowered. Like, could you imagine him trying to navigate life with no powers? He'd kill himself. He probably would. That's all, all he, he knows. All he gonna do is he gonna spend the whole season trying to get a hold of that V again to, to get. Boy, he gonna be like a whole junkie out here. Exactly. Begging Huey for help, Huey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know I got this shit somewhere. Come on, <clears throat> I was going through a whole bunch of goddamn Homelander memes. Where you? You got a folder pulled up? Like what was that? It was uh, it was a thread. Well, I have Twitter Blue now, so I have a bookmark folder for video memes. Okay, yeah. Uh, watch later stuff. So, but there was a whole like thread. Of people posting Homelander shit, and I saw it, and I guess I didn't save it <laughs> as a meme because I didn't think I'd use it. But now I'm like, I I, I could really I could really fucking use this. <laughs> it's a whole page that posts Homelander clips. Um, it's not the actual Homelander page. I assume is it like a parody page? Yeah, it's like a a parody page. Oh, <laughs> here you found it. Thank you. I can see you dirty, you disgusting fat fuck. Get off the fucking stage. <laughs> yeah, I'm saving that. Definitely saving that. Okay, continue. That's so disrespectful. It is. But I mean, what you gonna do to him? Exactly. Fight him? No. You, you, I mean, if we being honest, he don't have hands. Maeve showed us that. 
but he's strong enough to where he doesn't need him. So exactly. Um God bless Luca. Hope he enjoys his cheeseburgers and, and, and milkshakes all summer. Um what else we got? What else we got on the docket? All right. The last thing we're going to talk about on this pod is, is the uh, the math survey. We're going to go like through some of the questions that stood out to me or some of the answers, I guess, that stood out to me. Maybe answer some of the questions ourselves. I didn't participate in the survey. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't even know about it. I think I saw people talking about one of the questions, but I didn't realize what was going on at the time. I might have. I probably just didn't know the context behind it. Yeah, so uh, I think I did do it last year, but I, I missed it this year. Sorry, Tim. <clears throat> all right it kind of reminded me of the survey that we did but ours was for the pod except he's been doing the surveys apparently longer i didn't know yeah he's been doing it for the past few years i think um i think we we might try to do something like that closer to the the start of the off season i know we usually bring in we start a uh, regular season yeah that's what i mean yeah. um i know we usually bring in other podcasters around that time to do a survey type thing too uh but it'd be cool to get the audience the, the fans yeah uh, input on that as well see if our our fan base is a little bit different than the tim cato might be demographic if you will i would say his is large house is a bit smaller right, but that's what i'm saying ours is probably more niche but i'm wondering what i think niche. ours most of our fans really think alike so i would i would expect so i think we're probably pretty alienating to a certain segment of the fan base i would agree um anyway <laughs> uh the last thing i want to get into before we take this break and then get into that uh, the Mavs hired the director of scouting uh, from the Brooklyn Nets. Let me pull up the name. Brooklyn Nets director of scouting, Matt Riccardi, is joining the Dallas Mavericks in a senior front office role. Sources tell ESPN Riccardi spent 13 years with the Nets, advancing from an intern. He grew up in the Dallas area. So dope for him, you know, to come back home, uh, get to do it for his hometown team. Now, they said a front office role. He was the director of scouting there. I, I believe that role might have been open recently in Dallas. Uh, they've done some overhauling of that particular area of the team recently. But uh, the fact that they didn't say he's going to be that in Dallas makes me wonder if he's not in some made up role, um, which is a Cuban thing. Yeah, which I mean. We just saw somebody leave in a made-up role last year and had a big hoopla about it. So, I mean, made-up roles obviously aren't new to this organization. Right. So, um, regardless, you know, he does have a pretty good track record with uh, the scouting stuff. It has been a weakness for us outside of international scouting. Uh, And Donnie is gone. So, it's nice to see somebody with a strong track record come in. I saw people mentioning, you know, we don't have a draft pick next year. Things can change and we will eventually have a draft pick at some point. Uh, scouting doesn't just begin the year before. If you're actually good at what you do, you've already yeah. compiled knowledge over the years before it comes time to draft that player. That's how you don't fuck up drafts. Let's um, hope this isn't another analytics guy. But, you know. I don't think he is. I think he's true Hooper, true Hooper scout. Uh our analytics department is pretty sparse. When I looked, uh, I actually pulled up the the directory or whatever, and I was looking, and it's not as it's not as deep as I thought it was. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing necessarily, because it just means that one person with a dominant opinion is going to overrule 
everybody else in that scenario. You, that's true. It's probably not. I mean, it's, you would like a healthy balance. Yeah, unless that person's like really good at it, then that's cool. Even still, someone's not right about everything. Right. Even the smartest person alive needs someone to challenge him. So. Yeah, true, true. So, yeah, I think there's like one person that's like the head and then there's like two underlings or something like that from what I saw, um, which, like, like I said, could be problematic, but that is what it is. Uh, I, I'm curious to see if there's any more moves. This is another guy who would have been in a place when Jason Kidd was there previously. Um, the issue with Brooklyn was that Jason Kidd was trying to stage a coup, take over everything. And we continue to steal people from Brooklyn. So uh, I guess he's playing the long game over here and he's going to get his way one way or another. Um, the nepotism stuff is is interesting because it's very obvious right now with the Dallas Mavericks. But as long as we getting dubs out of it, as long as good things are happening, as long as, like I said, this guy has a proven track record, who am I to call to question it? Hey, you took the words right out of my mouth. As long as success is coming from it, who am I to complain? Like, I mean, if you things start going downhill, I'll start airing my grievances. But yeah, yeah, it's like it's cool to hire your friends to do things as long as it's you know they they're qualified to do those things. Yeah, like I'm not about to hire my cousin Pookie to be you know the editor of this podcast. He's never edited a podcast. You know, that's no fucking stereotypical, man. Oh my God, Pookie! I don't have a cousin Pookie, by the way. I I, I hope not. Do I have a cousin? Pookie? I, I don't on. think I have a cousin Pookie. Cousin Pookie, what the fuck, man? I have a couple peaches and princesses, but you know. Um... Anyway, I got a cousin Precious. <laughs> oh, man. My cousin uh princess is a dude, so um you know what that's a whole nother topic. Let's was he see. always a dude? Yeah. He's uh very fluid, if you will. Very fluid in that department. Um I st- so I think we're gonna go to a break now. <laughs> um when we come back, we'll uh we'll have maps. <laughs> We'll have go ahead, man. Uh so anyway, it <clears throat> anywho, uh there's there's a lot of there's a good bit of questions. I'm not gonna go through the whole survey when we come back. Uh but yeah, we'll get we'll get through a good bit of it. Let me see something. Oh, there is something I want to talk to you about off camera. I like to say that some of that stuff on camera or on the pod, so people know we're talking about other stuff outside the pod. And then they have to question what we're talking about after these messages. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. 
You can bet on the upcoming Orioles game. Who's going to get five hits? Who's going to get three strikeouts? Whatever excites you the most. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, folks, welcome back. I, I did not feel like speaking in Slovenia for the return. Sorry. Thank God. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to get into this map survey. Shout out to Tim Cato. Uh, did the survey. Again, he's been doing it for a few years now. Uh, basically getting the pulse of the fan. I believe about 2,500 last fans responded to this survey, uh, which is a nice sampling, I would say. I think yeah. his status as a, a real journalist out there in these streets probably gives him a good mix as far as the demographic. I don't think he had any dem- demographic. Oh, he did have one demographic question about how long have you been a fan? Yes, yeah, I, I saw that one. Uh, which was a pretty good car section. I think the, the biggest group was people who came during the Dirk era. Yeah, which is expected. Yeah, I think... I, I think it was actually like, yeah, the early Dirk. Like, it was like 2000s to yeah something other or what other, which would really be the Cuban era, I guess, or early Cuban. Yeah. Dirk was already there. Dirk Nash, you know. Right. I think, um, what was I going to say? I tried to t- debate whether I would have put myself as that or the one prior, because I technically was a fan prior to that, but I don't really remember a ton of it. Mm-hmm. Like when people start naming players from the 90s, I only one I remember is Jason Kidd, really, um, when he was first with the Mavs and Sean Bradley. But other than that, I, was, I remember Jim Jackson, I think. Yeah, the, I remember there was like a beef between. They all have beefs when they over uh, Tony Braxton or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, like I I know about it, but like as a kid, I yeah, wasn't paying attention to that shit. I wasn't even paying attention to the Mavericks in the nineties as a kid. It was Michael Jordan right. or nothing. I, I was uh my my cousin was a big Kobe fan, and so I I anytime somebody was a fan of something, I had to find out like what was the other opinion. And so that's how I became a huge Iverson fan because it was Kobe versus Iverson back in them days. And I was like, bet I'm an Iverson fan then. Anyway, we got off topic already. Um, <laughs> all right, so getting into the actual questions. First one that stood out for me was uh, besides Luka Doncic, who is your favorite current Mavericks player? Um, what would your answer be to that question? It will be Dorian Finney-Smith. Okay. Um, that was the most popular answer. Yeah, by a landslide. And I, I wonder how much of that is new. I don't... Uh, let me see. Da, 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 da. I don't think... He didn't put like where Dorian finished last year in that mm-hmm. question, but um, he did have a list. I think, honestly, mine... If you had asked me last year, it probably would have been Maxi. Same. I actually, surprisingly enough, if you'd have asked me last year after the year he had, I'd have probably said Tim. Interesting. Um, I was ready to walk away from Tim, so 
<laughs> he definitely wasn't gonna be my answer. I'd have been okay if we walked away, but you know, he had such a great year. I was feeling it. I was like, yeah, Tim is my guy, but I, I think I've just been watching Tim Hardaway Jr. too long that I couldn't. I think we all have. <laughs> but I mean, I've I've been watching him since like the Atlanta. I've been watching them since the Nick days, the the first. first time. Step, so yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? So my answer, my answer is not basketball related that much, really. Um, I think it's Frank. Honestly, I think Frank will be my guy. We know Frank is your guy. Um, uh, it was between him and Josh. Yeah, I'm pulling for both of them to 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 continue to to expand their games a little bit. Uh, and, and be Josh good, will be third for me. That's that's probably where it is for me, Frank then yeah. Josh. Um, and then probably I gotta throw Maxi there next. The defenders, if you will. Yeah, then it will be Maxi. It's, it's it's the defenders for me. I I did I I didn't even mean to say that <laughs> like that. I didn't even think about it like that, bro. All right, I was waiting for you to call me out, but no, nah, I didn't even think about it like that. I... <laughs> it's the clamps for me, you know. Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh snap so anyway so Dorian Finney-Smith like blew out the competition here uh Maxi finished behind him with 9.7 percent so again 73 percent to 9.7 that's a hell of a drop off uh Spencer Winwitting was at 6.8 percent uh Reggie Bullock four percent and then Tim finished with 3.2 the interesting thing is that the two new guys finished third and or second and third or yeah third and fourth third and fourth um i guess so i mean i would consider spencer more of a new guy than reggie i feel like once reggie didn't have a full season he's locked in but tim still i meant not tim spencer still hasn't uh i was kind of surprised to see spencer finish third i figured reggie and tim would have finished before him and that's and that's what i think comes down to I guess the the excitement factor. Um, he had some big shots regular season. He had a oh, a couple of big moments in the playoffs. Dunk the dunk on uh, Rudy. I'm curious where Jalen Brunson would have finished in this. He would have been second, probably. I think. I think the the percentage for second would have been closer between him and Dorian, and Dorian wouldn't have just run away with it. But I think it would have been close between those two. I wonder if Dorian was boosted by the fact that he did do his extension. Um, also, like I feel like I think it's just I think people just love Dorian. I think it's the way he plays, the energy he brings, the fact that he's developed here. Uh, yeah, that's why I still think even if Jalen was still here, it might have been close between the two. I think Jalen would have pulled it out. Might have been close between the like two, 40, but with, 35 or something like yeah, that. With Jalen gone, no one comes close. Yeah, I think that was. Like off the top of my head, it seems surprising, but when I look at the rest of the guys, like it, it's pretty obvious answer. Yeah. Um, surprised Dwight Powell wasn't higher, you know. Um, I was kidding. <laughs> That's a if they had polled they asked like, the fans, not the not the coaching staff in front of if they had asked Mav staff, yeah, it would have been Dwight Powell. But yeah. Uh, all right, let's move yeah. forward. <clears throat> the next question was. Again, I'm not going in order. I'll just pick, pick randoms. I took screenshots, actually. How many Mavericks games did you attend in the 2021-2022 season? This is the real fan versus fake fan poll. Um, 
as we as was stated last year, the real fans are in the building. The fake fans are on Twitter. Um, I skipped this one because I don't live in fucking Dallas. So, did you attend the game in DC? Well, yeah. So, so, so you I'm, I will be in the green. <laughs> you attended one. Uh, I think I attended. Did I attend the game here? I can I don't know if I had a conflict. I might have. I think I did go to the game. I don't even remember. Shit runs together. Uh, I, I I would put myself in the one to five category, which was the second largest category. The largest category was none. So fifty three. What's that? Eighty six. Eighty seven percent of the fans are fake. Yeah, it sounds like most of Tim Cato's fan base doesn't go to Mavs games. Eighty seven percent are fake. According to Mark Cuban, that will be the fake fans. Now, Tim Cato did acknowledge that many fans don't live in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, he also acknowledged that some people just can't 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 purchase those tickets. That's why I assume he meant home games, not like. Yeah, I didn't. I did not go to, to a game in Dallas this year for sure. Um. So if that's if if you put it at home games, because he didn't say that specifically, right? If you if you put it at home games, I would have been in the zero category as well. But either way, eighty seven percent zero to five. Uh, I'm trying to see the more than 30 category was very small, very slow. You could almost not see it. I believe third place was either between six to 10 or 11 to 30. Yeah, those are pretty close. Uh, if you're attending more than five games, I would say that that puts you as a pretty substantial. Games are expensive. Yeah. Like even when I had season tickets for the Hornets, I only went to like four or five games. Yeah. I, I can't. It's, it's expensive and it's an hour and a half drive. Not everybody has season tickets. Nobody, not everybody has season tickets. Not everybody lives in Dallas proper. I know Tyler talks about like he covers the games and has like a long ass drive to get to the arena and stuff. And then you'd be stuck in the parking garage. Like, ain't nobody trying to do that 30 times a year, to be honest. Unless I'm getting compensated. Facts. Um, so that was interesting to me. I, I I don't know if I expected the numbers to be that low just off the dome, especially. I the, didn't expect the, the none to be fifty six percent. That's what I mean. Like I I didn't expect people to more than half of the people responding to this poll, meaning people engaged online, to not have attended a game. Yeah, uh, and maybe that's why they're engaged online because that's where they get to engage. Mark. Anyway, um, <clears throat> any other thoughts on that one? Nah, no. Nah. All right, so the next one was very interesting. Not really, but it was an interesting question. How successful was the Mavericks 2021-2022 season? Uh, There was a scale of one to five, with one being completely unsuccessful and five being completely successful. 54% said completely successful, and uh, the four, the, the, the one step down was... I guess successful 44%. So pretty much 98, 99% of the people were said it was successful or better. Yeah. I, I, I'd be surprised if there was anybody that didn't feel that way. There was one person who said it was a complete failure. There were two that said it was, uh, no, 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 no. Complete failure is one, right? Yeah. Yeah. That says 0%. 0%, but one vote. That's what the number outside of the parentheses. Oh, okay. Gotcha, it took gotcha. me a minute to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so one person said complete 
completely unsuccessful. Two was probably Christoph uh, Porzingis. <laughs> two was just unsuccessful, and then thirty-two people said like neutral, basically. I would give it a five. Oh yeah, we definitely overachieved, in my opinion. Uh, all right. Then they were asked how successful was the off season. I think we had this conversation. I think we both fell in at three camp. I, I think I yeah. was. I'm pretty neutral on it. I'm not hype. Yeah. I'm not pissed. Just kind of we roll like most of the. I don't want to say most of the fan base in general, but most of the fan base from this group uh, kind of agrees at that three range. Yeah, fifty five percent said neutral, pretty much. Thirty percent was the second largest group. Uh, the people that said that it was slightly unsuccessful. Uh, maybe if you were upset about the Jalen Brunson situation, that that yeah. would probably push you towards. They that. probably were upset that they didn't make more moves after that, which yeah. is understandable. But and the the timing of the quiz is kind of hurtful there as well i would say like it was closer to the start of the season i I think people would probably be less upset yeah um the third largest group was 10 percent saying that it was slightly successful i guess uh interesting only six people said it was very successful i'm surprised it was that many (laughs) um and 94 people said it was very unsuccessful not surprising I can respect all those opinions except the very successful. Yes, that's that's ridiculous. Wilding. Losing your second best player is not it's not a good thing, usually. My opinion. No. All right, <laughs> uh, let's keep it rolling. Do the Mavericks need to acquire another playmaking guard for the 2022 season? Oh man. There were three options for this one. No, Doncic and Dinwiddie is enough. Yes, but it can be an in-season acquisition, and yes, before the season starts. Where do you fall on that? Um, <laughs> I think I fall in no Doncic and Dinwiddie is enough. We somewhere between no Doncic and Dinwiddie is enough, and yes, but it can be an in-season acquisition. Okay. The reason I say no Doncic and Dinwiddie is enough is maybe people aren't remembering this much, but before this season, let, let's just remember that Jalen Brunson has been on this team as long as Luca has. Yeah. They came in the same draft. Before this season, people were saying we needed a secondary ball handler, which means before this season, people did not trust Jalen Brunson as far as productivity, to be the secondary ball handler. We got that, and we were successful. So why all of a sudden do we need a third? We lost Jalen Brunson. We still have a second. Of then with it. You see what I'm saying? Am I making sense? Sort of, but you might need to break. So break it down a little bit further with what what you're saying happened last year? Like what? Okay. What, what was our situation last year? Last season, we felt like Luca was the only ball handler we can trust. We felt okay. like Luca was our only ball handler, which is why we were clamoring for a secondary ball handler. Even though Jalen Brunson was on the roster, which means his productivity 
or our trust level was not up to par to consider him the secondary ball handler. Into this season, excuse me, coming into the season, we felt the same way. During the season, he made it clear he's capable of being that. That was clear. So we had our secondary ball handler, right? And we were successful. So so what I'm saying is. I hear you. Okay. Thinking logically. Versus the literal interpretation being our situation right now is we have two people that prove they can dribble. Last year, whether or not you felt like Jalen Brunson was good enough as a ball handler, you he was definitely a ball handler. Like he handled the ball. You mean not this season, but last season? Last season, yeah. Like last season, you know, there was a debate about whether or not he was good enough to be that guy. Right. That's what I was saying. But he was at least a person that was capable of handling that role. Like he was in that role. So I would say Spencer Dinwiddie right now is better than Jalen Brunson was last season. Not the season that just passed, but the 2020. Going into last season. Like we're in a better position with Luca Spencer than we were with Luca Jalen coming into last season. Yes. Okay. I can respect that. Um, and then we still had Trey Burke on the roster as an emergency reserve, but like we don't have an emergency reserve now. It is I guess the situation that is what being debated or being I posted. guess our emergency reserve would be Jaden Hardy, but I don't Frank, think he's Josh. I wouldn't say Josh at all. They did run him at point guard last year. I would say Frank before I say Josh, and I don't trust Frank either. Uh, I don't think Jaden Hardy should be that at all either. But and that therein lies the problem, in my opinion. Yeah. Or the the question, I guess, is are they good enough? Um, let me see. I think he, I think he had mentioned some stuff about those three, or he did, actually didn't. He didn't mention Hardy when he was going through uh, other guys that might be ball handlers. I think he just mentioned Frank and Josh mostly. So you think we're good? We don't need to necessarily go out and get another another ball handler. Is it why do you is it just because you think we're in a better position than we were last year? Period. And you don't yes. think it's something that we should be stressing about based on that. I don't think it's something we should be stressing about, but I don't think it's something you should just say, uh, fuck it. I, okay. I think it's something you should still look into. You would be uh what the, there's a word I'm looking for that I just lost in this so easy. Uh, you will be irresponsible not okay. to. Okay. But if we don't, I mean, if we go into next season and it's shown, okay, we clearly need one, then I'll be like, okay, I was wrong. We definitely need one. But as of now, I don't feel that way. Uh, but it will be nice to have one as a luxury, like as a backup, right. as a safety net, because Spencer Dinwiddie. Not the cleanest bill of health. Yes. So uh, the third one we get doesn't even necessarily have to be a starter level guy. But, you know, maybe my next question. Yeah. Maybe Jaden Hardy not putting any expectations out there. I'm saying maybe he emerges as, all right, this is a safety net guy. Uh, Maybe Frank gets better and this is a safety net guy. You know, maybe we find somebody in free agency towards the end, right before training camp. Hey, this is a safety net guy. But uh, I, I'm not because what starters are really out there, starter caliber guys are really out there. Uh, even if it's, it's call me crazy, even if it's a Kimball Walker on a minimum vet minimum and he doesn't play a lot, 
not saying he should be. That in would make you feel better, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, like you said, I don't think it needs to be like somebody we're trying to develop. We got enough of those. Um, I don't think it needs to be a, a guy that's like a six man necessarily, but like a nice veteran that can bounce a basketball. Like yeah, but like Isaiah Thomas, even uh, uh, Smith. Yeah, even though we're trying to. I mean, Mark Cuban's been loving saying that we don't have anybody under six foot four on the roster. Um, even if it's somebody like that, that would be enough for me. I'm actually that's one of the reasons I'm interested in Eurobasket is uh there's a lot of veteran guards out there. And if somebody has a nice summer, you know, invite them to camp, see what happens. We could use a nice veteran guard from a team, you know, is as TJ McConnell's, Ish Smith's. Uh, Ricky Rubio was back with the Cavs, so that's not. I mean, <laughs> for John Rondo. Why would you even? That would never happen. I'm just saying, like example for guys, right. like older <laughs> veteran guys. That type of role. Yeah. Um. There's 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 a lot of guys, man. Like the long right would be amazing. So I'm in the blue category. So uh, oh, I, I didn't even go over the results. Sixty percent of people said yes, but it could be an in season acquisition. Uh, 35.7 said yes before the season. I, I think I'm in that camp, but not, I don't think it's like, I don't think we have to go all out. I would just like to see us at least bring some people that could potentially fill that role into camp. And then depending on what we see in camp, like if we come out in the preseason, like you said, maybe Frank has tightened up the handle. He's ready to go as the, the main point guard off the bench. Maybe Josh, that's one of the main things he's working on. Maybe th- those, the combination of those two even, makes it to where we don't need to like go out and get another one of those type of guys. Jaden Hardy could, like you said, explode in the preseason and then we won't necessarily need to spend money on one of those type of guys. But I would like to see at least a couple of those types of guys brought to camp to compete and push those guys for, for that type of role, that role off the bat. Um, and then if we don't sign one, I'm not going to feel any type of way at that point. If Just I try. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just need to know it. I just need it acknowledged that there is a slight hole there. Yeah. Potentially. All right. Here's the big one. How frustrated are you that the Mavericks lost Jalen Brunton and got nothing in return? What this was also a scale of one to five question. And where 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 did you fall on that? One being, I guess, uh, not frustrated at all. I guess it would. I'm a one. I'm a one. I just i I need more context on got nothing in return because how did you expect us to get something in return from an unrestricted free agent? Now, if they mean, well, there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there that assumed that it would end up if we lost them, it would be a sign to trade or whatever. Yeah, which I don't That's understand. On That's on them. In my That's opinion. on them. Like, if you were watching, the Knicks were clearing cap space, so they didn't have to do that. And even if we did a signing trade, we're not getting much back of value in return. Maybe a bench warmer or some low-value role pick. player in a second-round pick. And it's like, I, I don't know what y'all expected. Maybe some people took this as in return as far as, oh, we lost Jalen Brunson, but we picked this guy up in free agency, which I would say – we got Christian Wood. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying Christian Wood is going to take Jalen Brunson's spot. I'm just saying that's better than having nothing. He so said I don't he, know. 
Yeah, he said he intentionally worded it ambiguously um, to like not pinpoint what he exactly meant, to s- just let people interpret it how they wanted to interpret it. I, I interpret it as the people that assume that if he left, it would be a sign of trade or something, even though we had, and that's the thing, like even coming into this before, for, for the past two seasons prior to this last season, my whole thing was we know he's an unrestricted free agent. He can leave straight up. Yeah. If he does, we don't, there is no guarantee. There is, we have no, absolutely no control over that situation. We have no leverage. Our best leverage coming into the offseason, like during the season, as people are like tracking who is going to have cap space, et cetera, our best leverage was that the teams that were going to have cap space were ass. Right. So like when it was Detroit, even then it was like, I mean, if he wants the bag, he could still do that. Yeah. But it was a little bit, it was a little bit of comfort thinking I can't see him leaving for a trash team just for money. And then a team that was borderline playoffs started clearing cap space. And the idea of, a sign and trade, it was like, why, what incentive do the Knicks have to do that? And he got family there. Right. It was So for me, it was a one because, again, I anticipated this for like three years. So it was hard for me to suddenly be shocked. Oh, yeah. what? He left? No. I told y'all this could happen. For three years, I said, trade this mother before he leave for nothing. Trade him while he has two years on his contract, so he still has value. Once he got down to that one year left, the value was gone because he can walk for nothing. The minute that extension wasn't signed, it is what it is. Yeah, the the value continued to go down. Trade deadline hit, and then we have absolutely no leverage over the situation. At so, that point, we have to hope and pray he wants to stay. Strong it's one. Not a bar. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, strong one for me, and that was actually the least popular uh, comment. Which doesn't surprise me, to be honest. Not at all. So 3.8% of respondents said that they were at a one with the level of frustration. Again, I even like in my head tried to see if I could get myself to be frustrated, and I can't because, again, the idea of him leaving for nothing has been there for too long. I can't fake it. it it's, it's just not coming here for me. So yeah. The two biggest responses were very frustrated and I guess just regular frustrated at 29% and 30%. More than half, 50, what, 59%, 59.5%, very frustrated. Uh, 23% were in the middle, neutral, I guess, and, or no, uh, just frustrated. Uh, then 13% were, I guess, slightly slightly frustrated so i mean like we both have said sorry to those people it's hard to be frustrated when we knew this could happen there was no if it was a surprise of some sort i mean it's like if a genie told you hey on july 12th 2022 your girlfriend is going to cheat on you. And you say, you lying. He said, I foreseen it. In July 12th, 2022, get hit. And you say, I can't believe my girlfriend cheated on me. 
You should have been preparing yourself this entire time for that to possibly happen. Whether he was telling the truth or not, you did not know. But you knew that this was going to be a possibility. A it's a genie. A genie, though. Okay, Doctor Strange. God damn it. <laughs> Doctor Strange. I've foreseen one conclusion, and it's your girl getting cracked by another dude. Damn, Doctor Strange. You got to put it like that. Dr. You got to be blunt as possible. And it's like, even in the back of your mind, if you don't believe this, you have to realize that's a possibility. If you saw a text on her phone, if you saw a reservation at a hotel for a certain date and you weren't told about this date and the date hit and you not being told about this hotel, like you maybe you thought it was a surprise for you. But then the date come and she she I'm, I'm out with the girls and you like hold the hell up. And then you find out that's what it was. You can't be surprised. You knew. You knew it was a possibility the whole time. So if, I can't. You, if you at school and you like, damn, man, I can't wait till at school, man. We going to hoop, right? He's like, yo, I'm not picking you on my team. Tell you straight up. I'm not picking you on my team. And y'all go out there and they picking squads and you don't get picked. All I'm saying is, when somebody tell y'all some shit, believe it. Or when there's possibilities out there that something may happen, believe it. Don't be shocked. Let's say, like, it's, it, if you knew it was a possibility, prepare for that possibility. That's I'm I'm not a necessarily a prepare for the worst, hope for the best type person, but I will at least acknowledge that the worst is possible. That's simple. It is what it is. Shout out to Jalen Bronson. He's living life. This one was a fun one. <clears throat> this one was a fun one. Let's say hypothetically Brunson would have returned to Dallas for the same annual salary he received from New York. Would you have signed him to a five-year, $130 million deal? 49.3% said no. 50.7% said yes. Tim Cato went on to clarify that we, again, had absolutely no control over the situation. So even if we offered it to him, we couldn't force him to sign it. But the question was pretty much just asking, would you be okay with Brunson coming back for five years, 130 million? And half of the respondents said no. Uh, uh, Where do you fall? Where do you fall? You go first. Okay. Yeah, I have to make make you go first. (laughs) I would have been fine with him signing a five-year, $130 million deal. Yeah. I, I would not, again several and i think he said like some people said this not my money number one number two it's terry rosier type money he's better than terry rosier at this making terry rosier making 25 26 million i think he's making less than that he's making 20 24 okay so he would be able to be traded for terry rosier basically uh there's worse contracts out there uh, i think Tim Cato also pointed out that this will put him at like the 50th or so highest paid player in the league. Contract money will continue to increase. So in two years, he'll be lower on that list. That's not a bad contract. I don't understand why half the people said they wouldn't want him on that contract. I understand why people would say no, but I would say yes. Uh, For the same reasons I've said before. Um, if we lose him, we still have no cap, so you might as well keep him. 
Exactly. We all we lost was the player. We didn't lose yeah. any other value asset. We, we didn't, didn't lose. gain any. We didn't gain cap space. Like so. nothing was nothing was retained. Nothing was was only thing was gained is Spencer Dinwiddie starting spot. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's all that was changed. It's really that simple for me. Like, um, asset management says to yeah. sign them. Even if you think it's going to be a trade in the future, at least it's a trade in the future. Exactly. You don't you don't just let talented players leave. Yeah. Players that obviously that's not what this was, but still. Right, 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 right. If you have an opportunity to keep a talented player on your roster, you pay the talented player to stay on your roster. Yeah. Simple as that. I I fifty percent is a little bit surprising for me. A little bit surprising. Not surprising for me. Okay. All right. Some more questions. Let's move forward about the future. Who will be the Mavericks' second most important player next season? You want me to go first on this one? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Um, I would have said Spencer Dinwiddie as well. Okay. It actually would have been in that exact same order. Ooh. I'm going to slightly flip it. I would have said Christian Wood first. Fair enough. Because he's the X factor for me. Yeah. I have no idea what they expect from him. Um, yeah, I have no I have absolutely no idea what they expect from him. Dinwiddie's it's definitely Wood and Dinwiddie. Yeah. As two and three. Uh Dorian Finney Smith being third. Actually, I might put Tim at third. Mm, he's also an X Factor. Yeah. We don't know what he how he fits into this anymore. Yeah, we we not we're not sure. So I, I think Tim would be third for me, not Dorian, because I feel like I know what Dorian's gonna bring. Yeah, I don't. I, Dorian, I wouldn't put there at all. He's is what he is. If Dorian brings the exact same thing he did last season, I doesn't think I don't think it changes anything. But if if Tim does, then it changes everything. Right. Yeah, Tim probably should have been third on that list. Um, I don't know if he was even on the poll. I guess. Or he would have got some votes from somebody. I don't think so. Can you hear that fucking bird? No. All right. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wood and Dinwiddie being that close doesn't surprise me. Because that's probably how it should look. Yeah. This is a... F- oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just... yeah. All right. This is a fun question. How much confidence do you have in Cumin's Maverick ownership? The biggest respondents uh, were in the middle with a 39% basically being kind of neutral. 25% were slightly confident, 7% very confident, 19% slightly unconfident, uh, 8% very unconfident. Uh, Where are you at on this this scale? Three, somewhere between two and three. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say two myself. So I've stopped thinking about it at this point. I just I've seen success with him as owner. I've seen him do dumb shit. It's like it is what it is. Actually, I might be a one. Fuck that. I'm I'm tired of I, every That's time fair. I see him, I get pissed. Every That's time fair. I hear him talking, I just know he says some dumb shit. That's fair. I, I hate that I feel that way because I used to be a huge huge fan but I've been slowly chipped away at, and at this point, almost everything he says makes me mad. Understandable. Um, 
it's again it sucks to feel that way but that's that's where i'm at with it the next question kind of hits on that how has your confidence level in cubans maverick ownership changed over the past decade the biggest respondents group was less confident 39 percent. i think that's fair yeah that's fair um i was in the 19 percent, much less confident because again i used to be a huge fan used to believe in them over the past 10 years oh 11 years i guess that's me again i heard it that time this is a ambulance or something oh i know i heard something you hear that yet yeah all right all right so uh yeah, over the, I think about five years in was when I started to really realize maybe Cuban is a problem. Um, and it's only gotten worse than that for me. Yeah, it's only gotten worse since then. Let me see here. The much more confident, <laughs> the much more confidence is a sliver as it should be. The more confident is actually at nine point one percent, which I'm actually surprised by. I'm not surprised. I expected it to be lower. And then 31% said no change. Yeah, I'm surprised that nobody's... I would expect most people to be less confident. I guess most people are. Uh, I mean, less confident is fine. Much less confident, I think it's fine at 19%. Less confident, I expect to be the majority. Yeah, Just based off of... I mean, like the less confident side of the pie, fifty-eight percent. Okay. Like between the more, the less confident and the much less is fifty-eight yeah. percent. I expected, I would expect that to be higher. Okay. Personally, uh, let's see. Last summer, thirty-one percent of our respondents had much less than forty-seven. So last year, that was reflected. It was eighty, eighty-eight percent. Eighty-eight percent were either less confident or much less last year. So he's okay. gained, he's gained back thirty percent, probably due to the Western Conference Finals. But you know what? I can respect that, and maybe uh, the Donnie and Jason Kidd thing, like yeah, Nico, hiring a Nico and Jason Kidd, Nico and Kidd's success probably helped out. I could, I could. Now that I think about it in context, and I let go of my biases, I can, I can accept that. I guess still more than half of the people said they were less confident. It is what it is. Speaking of Nico, like that transition, uh, how much confidence do you have in Nico Harrison's Maverick front office? Curious to see what the answer to this would be. He hasn't done a ton of things, but he's done some things that may have made you feel a type of way between the Christian Wood trade and the Kristaps trade. A lot of people might have had some opinions. 51% said that they pretty confident. 18% very confident. So essentially 69.3% are either pretty confident or very confident in, in Nico. I would be at a four as well. I think that's respectable. Yeah, probably four as well also. Uh, 26% were neutral. I think that's fair also. Uh, just 3.5% or I guess we'll go 3.9%. 99 people were not very confident. Or not confident. Or less than confident, I guess. Jason Kidd. 
Same question. 52% said that they were pretty confident. 36 were very confident. So 80 or 88, 89% of people are pretty confident in this kid. I think that's fair also. I would land at a four. I, I think I'll probably be a four as well. Yeah, I can't get my five yet. We got to see how, how it continues. Yeah, how he, you know. Can he carry it over? Don't hit that 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 second year wall. Which I think, did that happen to him in? Brooklyn. Was it Brooklyn? Was he there long enough to do that? Yeah, he was there more than one season, I think. It might have been Brooklyn where it happened, where he took a step back. All right. Uh, Three or 9.7% were neutral on Jason Kidd, and then 1% were like less than confident. Again, I think that that was pretty fair, also. Yeah, I agree. The next one was also a pretty good question. Tim Kato has some good questions, I think, if that hasn't been established. Next one was a good question. How confident are you that the Mavericks will win a championship in the next five seasons? Do you want to answer that? Do you want me to answer that? I'm at a two. A two? Next five seasons is tough. Next five seasons is tough. If if the question had been get to the finals, I might that would be a lot higher. Yeah. No, not for me. It'll probably be a three. Next five seasons. So first of all, I have to look at the Western Conference landscape, right? What other teams are going to be a threat to us in three, four, five years? I think the Warriors will slowly not be the Warriors over the next five years. Um, the Nuggets, I could think, will continue to be a threat. But even now, I think we've shown we can beat them. Yeah. The Timberwolves are going to continue to be a growing threat. The Grizzlies are going to continue to be a growing threat. The Pelicans are going to continue to be a growing threat. It's ugly out there. It's going to be a gauntlet. That's why I said it will probably be a three. Uh, as far as making the finals. Oh, making the finals, you will be a three? So just getting out of the West alone, I'm, I might be a two. I'm like one and a half, to be honest. I'm a two. That's a hard ask right now. If I look at the roster right now and project five years out. It's not much to look forward to. Maxie, and nobody signs Maxie here. So. might not be in the league. Dorian Finney-Smith is going to be 33-4. Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell gone. Reggie, Reggie Bullock. Tim Hardaway. These guys are going to be old. All these dudes are going to be past their prime. So well, I don't even know what the match roster looks like, first of all. Second of all. That's a Dinwiddie. Aging out, so I I can project Josh. Maybe what will he be in five years? Maybe he'll be Dorian. Maybe a little bit better than Dorian, slightly. Maybe that's a big maybe. So that's, that's a hope. That's the idea. You know, if I'm projecting a best case scenario, he's a better version of Dorian. I will hope he's a better version than Dorian, but I'm not expecting him to like light skin Dorian. <laughs> No comment. Um, Dorian Finney Light. Yeah, winning the championship, that's a hard ask. Uh, I can hope for it, but I, I can't sit here and pretend like I expect it to happen in the next. Yeah, that's time. not everybody wins a championship. That's too many things have to go right. Yeah. Too many variables and too many legitimate threats in our way um, that have more wiggle room, like more room for error. Like Luca twists his ankle, like that's the end of that. 
<laughs> right now, the way this, the way the team is set up. So um, that's a fun one. Back to the results, though. Eighteen percent were at a five. Like they, they legit think that it's a done deal. We're gonna get these these rings in the next five years. That's wild to me. Uh, I admire y'all optimism. Shout out to Optimus Biz. Yeah, don't no. <laughs> Twenty nine point nine percent are at a four. Still crazy to me. Thirty one percent are at a three. I think that's kind of the the neutral. The the I, I think so. That's still I, crazy to me. I'm gonna be honest. It is. It's high, but like I I can understand. That's probably where I can understand why that's the majority of people. I guess yeah. That it four is, and five is wild though, especially four like. Yeah, if you look at it, 31, 60, like 80% of people think we win in a ring in the next in the next five years. I think it's a good chance of us winning a ring in the next five years. That's that's again, shout out to y'all for the optimism. I guess that's why Optimus Biv somehow has a thousand followers. All right, can we move on to the next one? But because you keep bringing this motherfucker up. I don't even. <laughs> Oh man. Um anyway. Whatever. Next. Which of the following non-Doncic players are you confident can play more than 25 effective minutes in a playoff game? And he broke it down to the people that had above 50%. Uh 97% said Dorian Finney Smith could play 25 minutes. I think that's fair. Fair. Uh 80. Seven percent said Reggie Bullock. I think that's fair. They both played it. Yeah. forty-five minutes a game. They were at some point number one and two in yeah. minutes played in the playoffs. So yeah, we ran them boys into the ground. Sure did. Eighty-four percent suspended Dinwiddie, and I can understand why that's lower. Okay. Yeah, I can agree with that as well. I think the only reason he didn't last playoffs because Jalen Brunson was so damn good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fair to Spencer Dinwiddie there. Now we start to get into the the less than that. So the next one is Christian Wood at just 71%. That's interesting to me. I mean, I guess we haven't seen it. Yeah, we haven't seen it. I haven't seen him in the playoffs. So. But 25 minutes. No, actually, we have seen him in the playoffs. He just, he was the eighth seed. What team? The Pistons. They were the playoffs? Yeah. Did I miss that? Well, like eight, like two seasons ago. I'm oh pretty, yeah, 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 Blake yeah. Griffin, With, uh, yeah, Blake Griffin was hurt. And he came back and yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> okay, okay. Um, let's see. Yeah, that number being so low surprised me, but I guess people hadn't really hadn't really seen him. Yeah. Um, so, he didn't play much though. I'm sure. So say what? He didn't play much, so it's still. I not don't know if he played. Stuff. I'm pulling. I'm trying to pull it up right now. I don't Maybe think he, he played. Didn't. I don't think he played in the playoffs. Nope. He has no playoff tab on his. Oh, okay. I guess not. He might have been on the squad, but I guess he didn't play. Yep. No playoffs that I can find. I mean, I got to pull up somebody with a playoff tab now just to make sure I'm not tripping. Uh, Luca. Yeah. When you go to like pull up their stats. If he's if they played in the playoffs, there'll be a regular season tab and a playoffs tab. He doesn't have one. Okay, so he didn't play. Yeah. All right. So 
again, I guess I can respect it for that particular reason. But other than that, it gets tricky. The next person was, looks like Hardaway at 66%. I guess that's fair. I think that's fair. Because he's he's up and down. He'll yeah. have a good game, he'll have a trash game. So, fair enough. The next was Maxi at 61%. Uh, same reason. You have a good game, you have a bad game. But I think his ability to play defense would probably make me put him higher. But his offense is still streaky regardless. Yeah. So, respectable. And then from there, it drops off dramatically. Um. Uh, I don't even know if I want to go over. The next highest was Jabal McGee at just 14%. I would have had him higher, but I get it. People probably question his age. Frank and Dwight Powell are in the 2% range. Those dudes, I don't even. What? Of course they can't play 25 minutes in the playoffs. Josh Green's at 1.9%. Davis Berton was at 0.8%. And that was pretty much it. Nobody else registered. I think all that's fair, pretty much. Christian Wood is the only one I probably would have had a little bit higher. I would have had JaVale higher, but that's it. Oh, JaVale McGee definitely would have been higher. Well, 25 minutes is pushing it. I think he can survive 25 minutes. I agree. Uh, all right. Last question. How far do the Mavericks need to reach in the postseason for next season to be considered successful? Where are you at with that? This is a real, this is, I would ask you this straight up anyway. Conference semifinals. Second I fall at 38% second round. I agree. Yeah, I'm I know we agree on that. We've talked yeah, about I was about it. To say, I know we've kind of I haven't changed. Nothing has changed for me. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that reach the finals is so small. No, I'm sorry. Win the finals is so small. Reach the finals. Too high. I wouldn't even say it's too high because you can't make just make the playoffs high because that's ridiculous at this point. And when the finals can't be higher. So there's got to be a third place. Reach the finals has to be third place. Fair enough. Yeah, just make the playoffs is the smallest sliver, it looks like. Which, that's interesting. That ain't even got any votes. Unless people are really pessimistic. <laughs> Pessimist Reese account. I mean, that was good. Anyway. That's uh, just yeah. Ronda Reese. <laughs> the next one was what reached the, uh, the conference semifinals, which is what you voted, right? Yeah. Which is what I would vote as well, about 40, 38.9%. The next one was get back to the conference final. So, that being the highest, 46% doesn't surprise me. I think a lot of people want to look at it as progressing. So, if you would, if you at least stay with where you made it last year, people feel like we didn't take a step backward. I personally will feel like getting to the second round is us not taking a step backward. Because I'm not saying it yeah. was a fluke that we made it to the conference finals. I don't think it was, a- but it was not the expectation. Yeah, second round should be the minimum. Right. So as long as we're getting out, if we're getting the home court advantage, and not even necessarily getting home court advantage, the team, if we're six seed at worst, I'm thinking, we should be good enough to beat the three seed. For the five seed, we should be good enough to beat the four seed. If we're the three or four, we're supposed to win. And if we're higher than that, we're definitely supposed to win. So I can't see us falling below six. And again, I think we should be good enough to beat any of those teams. So second round is is where I'm at. I'm glad that most of the fans are there as well. That was a little bit surprising to me that that pe- everybody wasn't higher. Honestly, it didn't surprise me too much to be honest. Uh, reached the conference finals was I said thirty nine percent. 
and again respectable the people that said reach the finals or win the finals i hope y'all would just be i'm not gonna say the word any other thoughts before we close this out uh no this was a great survey uh i like some of the answers some of the answers were surprising but most were kind of in line with the way i think or close um i look forward to this uh, and that this is my first time going through it i never really knew he did these so Okay. Uh, um, this is probably something, excuse me, I'm going to look forward to next season, next off season. Uh, I would like for us to do something similar. Uh, it'll probably be smaller in scale. I don't know, but uh, I would like to see what our fan base thinks since I think, think a lot different than that. Uh, but yeah, this was fun. No, definitely. Um, I think, like you said, it did end up being a little bit more in depth than, we might have planned it to be going through it. I, I didn't realize how many questions it was, but um, but yeah, it was fun to to read these results. Uh, nothing too super shocking, I would say, but uh, interesting to see nonetheless. And then I guess we'll see how it plays out in the regular season or how people's opinions change on the timeline. Um, but that's it. That's all I got. I know Reese trying to get out here and see Bullet Train. Um, saw a note last night. Say what? Saw a note last night. Thoughts. Not sure yet. Okay, that's that's where, <laughs> I was. that's where I was after I saw it. I needed a couple of days and a second yeah. viewing to really decide how I felt. Yeah, I'm probably gonna see it a second time. Okay, uh, we might we might need to talk about those things. I might put together like a little recap because I watched a lot of shit this week. I might do like a little, this is what I watched. Okay, I the Bibs Corner Pod. But uh, okay. hey, follow us, like us, subscribe. Oh, I knew it was something I was forgetting. There is a contest on our page, the Mavs Outsiders page. Basically, uh, it's hosted by our network. Win a win a jersey, basically, by retweeting, following us, and following the network, uh, and tagging two people on the post. By the way, so here's what I want to pitch to the fan base, real quick. Even if you're not interested in winning the contest yourself, help a MFFL out. By just hitting retweet, because the retweets are what decide who wins. Absolutely. Uh, if you hit retweet, then somebody who actually is interested in winning, who did all the other stuff, has a better chance of winning. So help an MFFL out by just hitting retweet on that. Go to the tweet. It's like one of our last two tweets on the Mavs Outsiders page. Hit the retweet button at a bare minimum. If you're interested in the contest, you want to win a jersey, hit the retweet. The instructions are on the tweet, but hit the retweet. Follow us. Follow uh, the network, which I, I put in the at so it's easy for you to get to them and tag two people on the post. And in a way, you're supporting us as well. And that's always greatly appreciated. Much, most definitely. And historically, we finished second in these twice. And it pissed me off both times. I would like I, I would like Any first and last. I would like to claim the crown at least once so I could feel like we did our thing for our Fordham MFFL. So. Uh, that's all I got. I'm gonna let Reese enjoy his movie. I'm actually watch Prey on Hulu myself. I'm actually probably gonna watch that when I come home. Tired of people talking about it on my timelines. Yeah, I've 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 heard enough good things about it to be like, all right, let me check this out. Yeah, so I'm definitely about to peep that after in a bit. But uh, until next time, peace. Peace.